Thanks for finding our podcast, Keep Questioning. At Keep Questioning, we explore topics related to societal change, group dynamics, leadership, music, and especially God's love and impact on our lives. We encourage you to look at life from a new angle. Ask questions, seek personal growth, and prove you can think. Learn more about this podcast at our website, novatropus.com, where you can also learn about our books. Now here's Ted and Carolyn Katranis with today's podcast. Welcome everyone to Keep Questioning Podcast, season number two, episode three, and we're going to have it titled today, 9-11, 20 years later. 9-11. 9-11. 20 Big years year. later already. 20 years later. Seems yeah. crazy. Yeah, usually our podcasts aren't so timely, but today's going to be a little bit timely yeah. because we're going to question one another about things regarding 9-11 and also what we've seen since and where we've come, where we've been, how far we've come. I just think it's a really important topic, obviously, and we talked about it a lot yesterday. It just seems like... Obviously, it's been 20 years now, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy to think it's been 20 years. And I know the one thing we really talked about yesterday was we were realizing that all of the people, basically 20 years between 20, 27, 28, obviously have no memory yeah. of this event except right. for hearing about it. And it seems unbelievable to us, I that, think, that that, that, that large case, of an yeah. age group would basically not have any emotional connection right so we thought it would be good to talk about this a little bit and question one another uh a sidetrack i just want to interject something we're interested in your comments and we're interested in your ideas i'm sure that by now some of you've heard our podcast enough to say that your volumes are too low your volumes are too high or we'd like you to do a different topic or possibly uh we'd like you to spend more time on one of the topics you've already done so our email address is keepquestioning at iCloud.com. So keepquestioning at iCloud.com. You can send us some email. Let us know ideas, your ideas. Yeah, comments, ideas. Like Ted said. Constructive <laughs> con- criticisms or only ideas. constructive. <laughs> only constructive. <laughs> so back to where we were, talking about 9-11. And I guess the first thing maybe to talk about is where we were. That's what I'd like to start with. Where were you, Carolyn? So I was at work and I started work at nine o'clock. You work at a bookstore at those days. I was working at a bookstore yes. in she town. Ran in a music department. Yes. Yep. I was working at Very a good at bookstore it. in Pottsville, which I miss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the bookstore. Yes. And um, I was working there and we started work at nine o'clock and we usually didn't have anything on in the morning, no. so I didn't hear any news. I didn't you didn't know have a TV anything. on or radio. You're just opening up. Um, and before I left the house too, and we don't have we didn't have anything like he said. Ted said op- opening up, so we were just going about a normal day. And it was a beautiful day, though, wasn't it? The it was a was beautiful nice. day. It was it was really beautiful, kind of like yesterday. Yes. And then we opened up, and there was a customer that came in, and he was buying a card. And I believe he was the first one to say, um, it seems like there's something going on in New York City that a plane flew into one of the World Trade Center towers. And this was probably between 9 and 9.15 in the morning. Yeah, it was. I think it, we might have opened up like a little bit early because, um, you know, he was out there and we opened up a little early and it was probably between 9 and 9.15. Well, we were just like, 
what? What did you do then? So the first thing I did was call my mom and said, I think you should probably turn on the TV. It sounds like there's something going on that uh, there was just um, reports of a plane flying into the World Trade Center in New York City. In those days, we had cell phones, but not smartphones. So you couldn't just go on the internet on your phone right away. Yeah, I don't even think I had a smart. I don't even think I had a cell phone at all at that point. Yeah, not everybody did. You know, everybody <laughs> thinks everybody had a cell phone forever, but we didn't all have cell phones. Yeah, we did live without cell phones. And the place that I worked, it didn't really have a whole lot of media access. Like we had, we tried to turn on the radio, we tried to maybe turn on a TV, but we didn't really have cable. And we did it was like really fuzzy. But I called my mom, and she turned it on, and then she's like said she woke up my dad. And then the other lady I work with, she was trying to get a hold of um, her family and she was kind of getting updates throughout the day. And so was I from my mom. And it was just like we were so overwhelmed. We didn't even know. And then so you were in the dark um, only hearing word of mouth updates from people. You weren't actually directly connected with this blast, overwhelming blast of news that was going on. No, then the next uh, um, no, the next thing was. Then we had another customer came in and said that I, I think he said that something crashed into the Pentagon because I think mm. at that point, I don't remember if he said about the second tower or the Pentagon. It may have been the second tower. Mm. But at that point, then we were thinking, OK, like everyone else was thinking this first plane, it must have been an accident, some kind of mistake. You know, we weren't. Right used to this yes like this never happened this is a very odd thing so we were like all right so something happened the plane you know but then we heard the report of the second and we're like okay now we know it's not a mistake and then we heard a little later on that that somebody had um that it had crashed into the pentagon yeah and we're like oh my goodness it's like so tell me major event here going on and we're like freaked out you went home from work oh where did you go when you went home from work uh, well, I, um, my parents and I were living together at that point, mm-hmm. so I went home, and um, it was like the news was on as like, soon as I walked Couldn't in. Couldn't stop. And it was like, you, it was nonstop. It. Like, you had to watch it. Glued. My mom told me all the stuff that she saw that I didn't see because and I was And you saw at report work. after report just, catching you up on everything. Just everything. And there was a lot of things that um, I didn't see live, but I saw- But you sure saw it re- later. You know, later, so I saw it. It was like it was like all we could do was watch it, but yet you didn't want to watch it, but you felt like you had to watch it because it was just so earth shattering and so overwhelming. How was sleep that night? Um, not so great. No, I remember being like really like almost like I I don't know that I would say I was afraid, but I felt very unnerved. How about going to work the next morning? It was it was all we could talk about. Yeah, was what what was going on? Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So what about you, Ted? Where were you? I remember exactly to the inch where I was. It was, I was teaching, middle school teacher for many years, science teacher. And as I ordinarily would, spending the morning getting ready, getting my coffee, feeling good, feeling myself all pepped up and ready to go. And the first period of the day I had free, so I was spending extra time getting ready. And I didn't turn the TV on. A lot of times I would turn on CNN or something like that in those days. The, the news programs were not all political in those days the way they are now. And uh, just turning it on. But I, that day I didn't. I was just puttering around. And then I walked to my door as I usually would, standing in the doorway, greeting kids as they walk in, uh, talking to kids in the hallway, talking to teachers in the hallway. And I'm, as I'm standing there, 
a young boy who was uh, in one of my classes in my first period walks up to me right away and says, Mr. Katranis, did you see somebody bomb New York? And I just looked at him and said, it's okay now, calm down. I, I don't think anybody bombed New York. It's okay. Yeah, you were probably thinking maybe yeah. he exaggerated. Right, you know? yeah. <laughs> something strange happened, but there's some exaggeration going on. And then he said, no, no, there's really something going on. You got to turn on the TV. You got to see it now. So I, I walked right in, turned the TV on, and we didn't get a lot of channels. I think at that time we probably had CNN as one of the two or three channels we were allowed to watch. Um, <clears throat> I put this on, and it was amazing. Uh, I had that on I'd somewhere right around 9 o'clock, and we see a smoking tower. And the kids sit down, and I didn't have to tell anybody to be quiet. I was going to say, I'm sure you probably didn't have to say a whole lot to them that no. morning. They sat down, and we looked at that. Within a minute, we see this plane fly right into the, I guess at that time it was, was it the South Tower that got hit second? I forget which one. But we saw it. The whole building was just completely silent, and people were watching this. Uh, there were some teachers in the building that didn't find out right away because they didn't have their TV on, and nobody came in and gave them a heads up, as I had from that student. Yeah, I was going to say, I think yesterday you were saying you were thankful that yes. that, that boy said something said, to you. Yeah, and because there were other teachers that didn't know, and they turned it on later. Uh so we had that TV on. We were doing a little bit of work, but we were also watching the TV. In my mind, I made a quick judgment, and I realized, okay, nobody's giving me a, uh, a rule here, what to do with the kids, but I thought, this is tough to watch, but the kids need to see this. This is history. They need to see this. As hard as this is going to be, these are the kids that are going to grow up. We have to keep this on. So we kept it on. We did a little bit of schoolwork. We kept the TV on, I guess, for the whole first period, the whole second period. Somewhere around the end of the second period, maybe into the third period, the principal gave us a quiet announcement on our uh, email or something like that that said, uh, let's all turn the TVs off now, <clears throat> which was a good idea. I guess yeah. we had enough, you know. It seems like it'd be good to see some, but like to keep a little normalcy. Normalcy. I think you said that yesterday. Normalcy. Especially if, you know, you never know how the kids yeah. might have reacted to some of, yeah. some of it. <laughs> you know, one of the things that strikes Sorry. me wasn't just what happened that day, but what happened on the September 12th. <clears throat> there were some really good things. I think uh, we saw something. What's that actor who did that um, it, portion his today name before is, the NFL game? Uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, an excellent, uh, an excellent little piece about three or four minutes long. It was long. great. It yeah. was really great. And uh, September 12th, the United States was united. We didn't care about black, white, Hispanic, uh, Asian. We didn't care. We didn't care about the religion. We were united. And uh, we I had... that too. Yes. And we, we were concerned about rushing to the uh, uh, towers to get everybody there we could. I had friends of mine who went there because they were rescue workers and... Everybody was doing their best to try to help students and help one another and talk to their neighbors and support one another. Uh, people were doing everything they could to uh, just support one another. Uh, the things the president said, I don't remember exactly which day it was. It brings tears to my eyes just to remember George Bush. Uh, he was remarkable, I have to admit. He was remarkable during those days. His leadership qualities are some of the best leadership qualities of any 
president that I've seen in a crisis situation. I thought so too. I thought yes. that, you know, I know that everybody has their own opinions on everybody that's president, but I didn't think there could have been anyone better that would have oh been president in that time for us. In a way, he held our hands yep. and uh, he helped us. I remember seeing him when uh, the news report came of him sitting in that classroom with those children and he had to very quickly compose himself so that he could compose the nation. Yeah, because I, I think he was there doing like a book reading he for was. The, a classroom. Mm -hmm. And wow, what a shift. Yes, but he united us and it was good leadership. I remember him standing up on top of those girders and uh, uh, they were asking if they could turn it up louder because they said they couldn't hear the president. Yeah, somebody said, I can't hear you. And he said, from the crowd. I can hear you. And then he said, and soon a whole world's going to hear us. Something like that. Yeah, I think it was something along the lines of, I can hear you, the whole world can hear you, and soon the people that knock down these buildings are going to hear, are going all, of to hear all of us. Yes, or hear us. the United States of America. Very a lot of inspiring. Things, a lot of things were very different between now and then. Did you fly an airplane prior to 9-11, Carolyn? Yes, I did. Was there much security? Times. No, I remember the first time I flew, I flew to visit my roommate from college, mm -hmm. and my parents basically walked me right in, almost into the plane. Yeah, you could hang out in airports. They were just you? right there, right. like, as I walked into the plane. There yes. was, basically, I showed my boarding pass, and that was it. Yeah, you, the world changed overnight. It changed overnight. Yes, suddenly, uh, lines, security lines, how were they? They were very long. It was like unbelievable. Yeah. It was oh like goodness. a major shift. Getting to there two hours ahead of time. Nobody ever did that. People usually arrived about an hour or so ahead if of time. that. And suddenly <laughs> they said get there at least two, but two wasn't enough. You if you're doing it. international, I think oh they said three. <laughs> it, it, was, it was amazing. Uh, you know, you needed a lot of patience. Um, so that was a big change in the security. And it wasn't long after that we had some... Uh, Mm -hmm. Some pretty bad people, yeah. the underwear bomber, the shoe, shoe bomber, bomber, and that yep. made it even worse, you know, security left and right now. Plane security, the door security. I think so, it's all good. I have no complaints. Yeah. No complaints uh, at all. So since that time, we have obviously changed a little bit as a society. Uh, we were united tremendously. Uh, are we as united now, Carolyn? No, and I, I was just going to say one thing. I'm saying no, we are definitely not as united as we would have been on September 12th mm -hmm. of 2001. I miss all the flags because oh, yeah. I remember how many flags were flying yes. all over the place. And I know people still fly flags, you know, we, mm -hmm. we still do, but it's not quite like that. Right. But the one thing I was just going to say, I want to throw something back real quick to Steve Buscemi, the actor who did that um, blurb before the NFL today. He was actually a firefighter, yes. and he actually did search and rescue, mm -hmm. um, you know, at the at Ground yes. Zero. And like for me, like the utmost respect to him. Yeah, um, I, I just think that that's that's amazing, and your yeah. friends too. It's yeah. um, incredible. Yeah, and it, it was an amazing thing. People rushing in, and a lot of guys have really suffered with cancer since then, and we have to try to contribute. Like we don't, help. we don't think about that. I think yes. sometimes the after effects. Of the people that, right. you know, survived, that were survivors and also people mm -hmm. that were doing like the rescue and, and the search. A lot of people stepped up to become part of service and military and things like that. The one thing I was going to say was, yeah. I know we talked about a little bit about how things have changed. And 
to throw this into perspective here, in 2001, there were no smartphones. No. There no was no iPhones. Mm-mm. There was no, like, you know, Android phones. Nope. And it's just incredible to think how much that has changed yes. since, since that, that in time. 20 years. Yes. And many of the things that have changed since then are good. Some of them are bad. And of course, there are some things that are both good and bad. And some things bring both one good and two bad along with them. That's how life always is. Uh, but there was a lot of people who were really trying to step up. I know um, at the time I did volunteer. I was going to say, I hope you're going to bring this up. <laughs> yeah, I did. I made a call. I tried to get back in a uh, little too old. But I, I think they would have taken you if they would have known it was going to last 20 years. should have pushed it a little years, bit more, but I but did try I'm to get back in. I'm glad they didn't. But me. you try to do everything <laughs> you could. You know, you, you support your nation. And since that time, we've gone through a lot of years having young men go overseas to fight who are volunteers and there's no draft. And the rest of us have lived basically 20 years pretty safe. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a single attack a terrorist attack from overseas. We've had some bad things happen in this country. Right. Church burnings. There's been some shootings. We've had Antifa burning things and trying to kill people and some other things like at the Capitol. But uh, in general, it's been a different story as far as uh, the safety on the homeland from a terrorist strike. I just wanted to say, too, that I know... Um, that we have never have any idea how many attacks are thwarted yes. by our security. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that yeah, because I thankful. do like to live in the sense of security. And it overwhelms me to think sometimes how many people are working to keep right. that, you know, to keep us feeling that way. We should be very thankful <laughs> because it's easy to take all of this for granted. And that's, a, that's a question I want to bring up. We live in this world since 9-11 that has gotten pretty rich. We've had several presidents in a row that have given us a pretty stable economy. We have a lot of stuff. Even those of us who think we're below average, we got a lot of stuff. Yeah, just think about other countries. We have so much stuff. You go to the grocery store, we have like 27 ketchups to choose from. Just as yeah. an example. And, and we have all of this social media. We can talk. We can communicate. We have uh, all of these things to look at. We have thousands of TV channels and the streamings. And our minds are so diverted. on TV. Yeah, right. And, and we've become very, very complacent. And sometimes I wonder, do we, are we straying so far? Have we become so comfortable that we've lost the ability to be united. I don't know. What do you think? Have we changed like that, Carolyn? Um, I don't know if we've really changed or if we just think we've changed because I feel that humans ultimately at the core are, are all, they, they want to be good, I guess. They want to be not good. Not everybody. And I'm not saying that we're all inherently good exactly, but I think we have it in us. But we've let ourselves, kind of what you're saying, I guess. Very complacent. We've let ourselves stray away yes, from very comfortable. what we feel in our hearts. And those of us that are Christians, we know, like, we know what we're supposed to do, what God tells us to do. And I think people want to be united. They just let everything else get in the way, and they forget. Do you think people recognize the big picture? Because in those days, after 9-11, during, at 9-12 and 9-13, there was a tremendous understanding of the bigger picture of life, what life is worth, and also what our nation was. Do you think people think about that? 
No, I think they lose sight of some of that because I think there's a lot of selfishness in a lot of people, um, partly because of just the culture we live in and the yeah. culture that we live in feeds a lot of that self-motivation yeah, or selfishness. Yes. And um, I think that they just forget to look at the bigger picture because everything's about the here and now yeah. and everything's about instant gratification. We don't have to think about the sad. We don't have to think about the uncomfortable. We could just go to the social media or to the TV and find the newest thing. And it seems that one of the biggest things that I've seen since that time that concerns me is that we don't think for ourselves. We have media think for us That's a, a lot of the time. I agree completely. We have, we, we're like zombies. We have so many things that feed thoughts to us that we really don't know who we are. And we try to we try to live, but we don't know if we're living our own thoughts or if we're just rebelling against ourselves. I, it's, I think there's a lot of confusion in society now as compared to then. I, I don't know. Does that make any sense to you, Carolyn? Yeah, I would agree. And I think, you know, part of that has to do with the evolution of some of the, of, of the technology mm-hmm. that wasn't there 20 years ago. And I think that's helped to feed some of that. Um, I want to just talk about the media a little bit. Okay. Back, not backtrack, but okay. kind of move forward. With that, um, yesterday we were watching a lot of things on TV to yes. remember. I hope everybody did. I hope everyone did. You and have I know to we watch to talk the sad. Don't run away from the uncomfortable. So we were watching a lot of things, and not just you don't enjoy it because it's not something you enjoy, but it's necessary. It is. And I know that we felt that way. We didn't want to watch it, but we felt like we should, and we want to. We want to, it's, it's like one of the only things we can do to remember. Yes. We can watch, we can think, we can watch the sad, like Ted said. You want to run, you, you want to run away from it. In fact, I was almost trying to yesterday. It was really hard for me. It's still really hard for me, but it's very important to remember. It's part mm-hmm. of our history. We need to think about it. We need to remember and we need to remember the lessons that we learned from it and the days going forward. I, w- I want to bring up the thing about President Bush's speech. Go ahead, and then um, I have a couple questions I want to ask you. Go okay. Ahead. Well, go ahead. Ask the questions. <laughs> well, the we first question backwards. I was going to ask you, and I'll remind you to remember George Bush's speech. Okay. Because I thought that was just a beautiful, beautiful speech. That's uh, very good. If you were a parent of a young person who would be, say, Gen Z, somebody who might be, say, between the ages of me, 15 and 25, obviously they're disconnected they don't really have a lot of connection to this yeah emotionally probably not do you think it's right to force them to watch this to tell them you you must see this stuff yeah i think i think yes i think there's no question i think (laughs) that they should be forced to watch it be forced and yeah if you if you run away from these things it's it, it takes something away from you when you're unwilling to see what our society is going from that's what people are that's what we are we have to understand these things. The one thing, too, and I just thought of this again, when we were watching the um, thing on the TV yesterday, they had two people at a time reading like all the names of yes. the people who mm-hmm. lost their lives. And I took notice of something that seemed important. Mm-hmm. They had, it, it was very diverse yes. in the two people. It would be say. like, you know, a, an older gentleman with like a young girl or, you know, someone of like Asian descent and mm-hmm. someone who was, who was white. And there was this one group and it was like they hugged and it felt it meant so much to me because they didn't care. They didn't care. They were united, they were united. in the fact that they 
understood each other yes. and they both had loss right. and they felt love and compassion towards the other person. And exactly. I thought it was incredible. Yeah. I, I, thought I enjoyed that, was that so much. Not to say I enjoyed it, but to see that, it, it really meant something to me. A now, lot. what is it that you saw in George Bush's speech? I'm not going to let you forget about that. Okay. <laughs> Tell us about that. So for me, the part that really stuck out was a couple things. Um, he made mention of um, certain things that he would have been deciding as a president mm -hmm. and he was able to almost like poke fun at himself yes he was that able he to sort of that. had a little smirk on his face about it and i thought he was able to kind of like poke fun know that you know and not everyone agreed but he was still able to make yes. like you know not a joke about himself but poke fun at himself about that mm -hmm. and i found that very refreshing and, and something else <laughs> i found refreshing also is he it's he mentioned how that people could talk about the hypotheticals generally without using that word of where we're going or what we are. But he said what he can offer is what he did see. He offered what he saw in Americans. That is the important thing, not to dwell on the fear or the things that divide us, but look at what we do see as the good that does rise up. He mentioned yesterday how that that was a random selection of Americans. But that random selection of Americans stood up at Flight 93. Yep, they fought back. He, yes. he was at the, the Shanksville yes. uh, Memorial at the um, United Flight 93. And that, yeah, that's what he said. He said it was, it was a random sampling of Americans. Yes. It could have been any of us. They stood in our place because it could yep. have been any of us. And, remember and then that. we surprised them. They yes. found out that a random sampling of Americans would fight back. You know, we, we want to end this in... I want to uh, quickly interject that, again, our email address is keepquestioning at iCloud.com. But we want to also end this by re uh, saying something that we said yesterday. We went and wore our red, white, and blue shirts when we went on a hike. Yep. It was, that to, was very important to us. To a place called Pulpit, and there were people there. And we sang a couple songs. What did we sing, Carolyn? We sang God Bless America, and we sang America the Beautiful. Right there in front of people, right? Yeah, it was great, because I think it was our way of doing something. Doing something. Um, to remember. Mm -hmm. And, and we prayed it was there. very important. And then uh, before we left, we said, just remember, everybody, you know, something happened 20 years ago, and some people took our place. They didn't have to take our place, but they took our place, and they, we can be very thankful. So I want everybody to remember that thing right now. Be thankful. Thankfulness is the key to the strength. And no matter what happens, husband and wife, father, son, mother, daughter, no matter where you are, be thankful. We don't always know what love is, but we definitely know what it means to be thankful. Right, Carolyn? We do. I just want to say one more thing, too. Also, just remember that you never know when the last moment is that you would be with a person that you love and care about. So you just need to remember yes. that, appreciate it, be thankful, and just try to never go away angry and yes. saying something that you might regret because you never know. You never know. And life is short enough without regrets. And, and that goes back to the title of our podcast, Keep Questioning, and question yourself. Question yourself. Are you the person you want to be? Are you thankful? And that's what builds America up. That's what builds you up. So what do you think, Carolyn? Until next time. I think until next time, keep questioning. Keep questioning. <laughs>
You can find more information about this podcast and our books at our website, novatropos.com. That's N-O-V-A-T-R-O-P-O-S dot com. We want you to always strive for truth, growth, and God's love in your life. And always, keep questioning.